everybody. Welcome to the EquipCast, a weekly podcast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. I'm your host, Jim Jansen. Now let's dive into some encouragement and inspiration to equip you to live your faith and to be fruitful in your mission. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the EquipCast Coach's Corner where we break down important topics to equip you and your team for mission in your family, your church, and your ministry. My name is Jim Jansen, and today I'm going to talk to you about how the Eucharist is missionary. So those of you who are Catholics and, you know, nerdy Catholics at that, who are kind of paying attention to the inside channels, we have a Eucharistic revival going on. The last few years, uh, the bishops of the United States have been focusing on the Eucharist, and it's going to culminate in a beautiful Eucharistic Congress uh, next summer, 2024, out in Indianapolis. And so I want to talk a little bit about how the Eucharist is missionary. I want to talk about three ways that it is and one way that it's not. And in fact, I want to start with the way that it's not. You see, the Eucharist is not a place to invite unbelievers. Now, it's true that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And in many ways, you would think, well, wow, gosh, what a great way to introduce people. Let's just start at the source and summit. Well, remember, there's a lot of prerequisites. Uh, let me just list a couple of them. One would be faith. The Mass, the Eucharist, it doesn't make sense without the gift of faith. You do need just a little bit of explanation or catechesis. And to fully participate, you need the sacraments of initiation. You see, the Mass is designed for believers to worship God. It's not designed for unbelievers. There are lots of things that we can do to develop relationships and friendships, uh, to connect and prepare people to encounter the Lord in the Eucharist. We have to be hospitable to newcomers, um, especially those of different social, ethnic, or economic backgrounds. But we have to remember that the Mass usually isn't the first typical step for unbelievers. I mean, it's sad if we fail to recognize our deepest identity as brothers and sisters of those that share our faith, even if they come from a different social or ethnic background. But it's a very different thing if someone doesn't actually share the faith, especially the fundamentals of the faith, a belief in Jesus. When we let the Mass be what it is meant to be, it becomes our missionary power source, but we can't make it try to be a first stop for unbelievers. See, the Mass is missionary. The Eucharist is missionary. It's the source of our life. We're called to be missionary disciples. And if we're called to be missionary disciples, and the Eucharist is the source of our life, then we recognize the Eucharist is missionary. The second way is that missionaries are always sent out from a larger community of faith. Missionaries are never coming in their own name. They're never coming alone. Even if they're only one or two coming together, they're coming out of a larger community of faith. And in that way, that community of faith is Eucharistic. That's what makes us a people. That's what draws us together. And so when missionaries are sent out, they're sent out from Eucharistic communities. The third way, well, at the end of Mass, uh, maybe you, right, you know the Latin, ita misa est, the Mass has ended, it's a little mini commission, 
right? At the end of Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus gives us the great commission to go therefore and make disciples. Yeah, that is our, that's our missionary mandate. And at the end of mass, when mass is ended, right? This is usually when the deacon gets his line, right? That's his little kind of moment to, to shine. Sometimes it's, you know, go in peace, the mass is ended. But oftentimes the final sendoff is go out and proclaim the gospel with your lives. The mass itself, at the end, there's a little missionary commission. See, all of these ways really come together in uh, one of my favorite stories from scripture, and that's the story of the road to Emmaus. Uh, you can find it in Luke chapter 24. I'll just kind of remind you, this is at the end of the gospel, to end the story here, and we catch some disciples. This is after Jesus has died on the cross and after he's been raised from the dead. And as the story picks up, you get these two disciples that are walking away from Jerusalem towards the village of Emmaus. What's interesting to note is these are disciples who believe, like they're disciples. They believe in Jesus. They're really bummed out because they thought Jesus was the Messiah. And they don't know how to process the discouragement and confusion and scandal they're experiencing because of his death on the cross. What's fascinating about this is they've already heard about the resurrection. I think that's a really, really important detail. As you listen to the story, when Jesus sneaks up on them and he has, starts the conversation, they not only talk about the cross, but they talk about the resurrection. They say some people from our group, right, say that they've seen him alive. And they're not just talking about Mary Magdalene, but they reference Peter and John, how there's, there's multiple people from our group who say they've seen him alive, yet they're still tired and confused and discouraged and headed the wrong direction. They're not missing information. What they're missing is an encounter. And that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus comes to them right in the midst of their discouragement. First, after mocking them a little bit, he feeds them with the word of God, right? And when, he, when they ask for more, then he shares a meal with them and he reveals himself in the breaking of the bread, a beautiful foreshadowing of the Eucharist and really the rhythm of the mass where the word of God is open to us in the scriptures and then the word is broken and shared with us in the liturgy of the Eucharist. Well, the fruit of this little encounter is amazing. These folks who've taken all afternoon to walk, uh, walk away from Jerusalem run back and they tell all the rest of the disciples that he's alive. Did you catch that? They became missionary. That's what the Eucharist does. So let me give you a couple of keys to living it. To really live the missionary character of the Eucharist, Go to Mass, not to get something, but to give something. To give yourself, right? Take the words of Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. And come to Mass, you will get something, I promise that. But come with your primary disposition to again put yourself on the altar, to offer yourself again to the Father with Jesus. Second, expect to need help Expect to get tired, expect to get discouraged, expect to get confused, but also expect that Jesus is going to come and find you there. 
And just like he shows up to the disciples on the road to the mass in disguise, he'll probably show up for you in disguise. And that may be in a friend, that may be in a timely song, uh, that may be in something else, but don't forget to find him in the disguise of the Eucharist. Let me pray for us. Lord, please grant us a love for you. You never call anybody to follow you without also calling them to become fishers of men, uh, to be missionaries. And you never fail to provide the daily bread for those you send. Uh, so we beg you, give us a renewed love for you, uh, a renewed encounter with you, and in particular, a renewed love for you in the Eucharist. Amen. All right, I'd love to hear your thoughts, stories. Respond back in the chat at equip.archomaha.org. Again, that's equip.archomaha.org. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the EquipCast. We hope this episode has inspired you to live your faith and equip you to be fruitful in your mission. Stay connected with us by going to equip.archomaha.org. God bless and see you next time.